Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes. Doc, we got a bunch of good stuff to go over tonight and we got a great guest with us tonight. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And here in the Buckeye State, uh, it's not raining. Finally. It's, well, I'm going to tell you something. We'd like to have some of the rain you're getting. My yard's brown. It, uh, it's been over 100 degrees uh, several days in a row. Now, today it was only 92. But uh, my grass, uh, this is the first week that I haven't had to mow it every five days since spring. Oh, wow. Uh, it just it mine's, turned brown within about three days. Mine's tall, and uh, it, it, it rained all weekend here, so I wasn't able to mow it. And then I got Catfish Weekly to do tonight, so I didn't get out there tonight and mow. So hopefully I can get out there tomorrow and mow. Well, uh, your fishing partner, Daniel, had a birthday. So yes, maybe, he did. Uh, as a birthday present for himself, maybe he'll come over and mow your ass. <laughs> yeah. Now, nobody's getting on my zero turn. I won't even <laughs> let my kids get on zero turn. <laughs> Speaking of your kids, before we get into the show, I noticed today that your grandkids is tearing it up at the fair over there yeah. in their uh, agriculture products. Yeah. Um, well, I got home, Lynn told me that uh, Greg had uh, come in first place in his division. So right. that, that's pretty good. He's only been in it for two years, so pretty proud of him. Uh, heck, yeah. And, and um, uh, my mind, my mind. Josh. Uh, Josh. Josh done real well, too, again. Yeah, I think they said he had a fifth. I, I haven't even got a chance to cover all that yet. Well, if it's um, one of the great things about Facebook, and a lot of us take it for granted, is the fact of, of the things that the kids do. Uh, I enjoy very much watching the, the kids' fishing pictures. I really, really enjoy uh, deals like, like your grandsons because, you know, I, after meeting Josh years ago and, and, and doing stuff with you and Larry over the years, it, uh, it's important to me to see what those guys are doing. And, uh, you know, it's just pretty neat. And, and it's not just them. It's all the rest of the kids because the kids are so important to, to what we do. So uh, I, was, I was thrilled to see that, and I knew you'd be very proud of them. Yep, I am very much so. Heck, yeah. Now, with that being said, welcome to the show, Steve. How are you doing? Well, pretty good there, Lyle. How are you guys doing there? Good. Excellent, man. It's good to finally get you on the show. <laughs> Up there, still got we, that hot weather. What's that? You keeping cool out there? You still got that hot weather? It, it was, um, I think the 92 was the actual temperature, but it's supposed to felt like a, a 97 today. But yeah, it, uh, that's the coolest day we've had in probably a week. It's been pretty warm, but that's something that I'm sure you're very familiar with being from California. Oh, man, we've been having a little heat wave ourselves. I went out uh, fishing outside, out, out, uh, outside the Golden Gate, about 25 miles out there to beat the heat. But we probably were in 50 degree weather all day. Man. Wow. I'd like to have some of that action. <laughs> <laughs> Good eating anyway. What What did you end up catching out there? Oh, we all the whole boat limited out. We uh, were going after rockfish. Uh, they're a bottom dweller fish. Uh, 
highly predative, uh, lake cod, uh, several species of rock cod. They're more or less in your snapper family. Now, how do you how do you fish for those? It's just the up and down. Um, we're using a heavy. We we're fishing a 250 feet, so we were using heavy, at least one pound uh, weight or jig head, which you want to run with. And I like to use braid, and uh, or some guys use a, a two hook gannon, you know, like a shrimp fly. We call them shrimp fly rigs, where just your uh, weight on the bottom, two loops with a couple shrimp flies on them. We baited them up with live anchovies and squid. Now, are you working that up and down, or are you just letting it uh, on the bottom, or? The boat will usually do that for you, but uh, yeah, you, you let it go to the bottom, bring it up a couple cranks. Uh, the captain will let you know uh, if there's any in the, uh, up in the column that you can stop on, but uh, otherwise you usually bring it down to the bottom, right, uh, right, uh, reel it up a couple times or so and uh, until you find them, find the zone. But the big link kind of like to hang down the bottom and hang down towards the rock. So, you know, you don't want to hang down there too much or break you off, get hung up, but um, you know, just uh, keep it off the bottom, bounce it down a little bit. Yeah, I do work mine though. So you, when you're on these trips, you're just using one rod in your hand. Yeah, you're using one rod in your hand, using it the whole time. You know, holding it the whole time. Yeah. You know, you don't put it on pull holder nut. So it's quite a bit of work. You know, you want to go at the least. Uh, I like to use four out reel. Uh, I was using a nine thousand uh, big game Abu Garcia ambassador yesterday. Uh, and my boys and uh, they were using seven thousand abus, and we were doing fine with them. Cool. Cool beans. I'm checking here to see if anybody's got any questions, real quick. Okay. Yeah. No problem. All right. So you're fishing. Okay. Uh, so tell our listeners what what's the area that you fish mainly out there for freshwater. Yeah. Yeah, uh, up here, I, I live on the California Delta, which is 1,000 miles of waterway. It's what uh, all the uh, foothill rivers feed down into, and then that feeds into the San Francisco Bay. And it's a freshwater system. As you get closer to the bay, it can get kind of brackish, but pretty big body of water. If you ever look at a map of California, it's just east of the San Francisco Bay there, and it's quite a bit of waterways. That's where we mostly fish around here. And then, like I said, we have lakes all you know, years ago, back in, you know, after the gold rush and stuff, uh, you know, they have all these rivers that run down. Well, they dammed them up years ago. So we have uh, up and down the Central Valley here, we have a uh, foot, they call them the foothill lakes and the mother load where the gold country is at. And there's several, several uh, foot um, freshwater lakes where the melted snow will run down, fill them up. And that's what uh, it trickles out and feeds the California Delta, but uh, very rich and, uh, um, Fishery. Oh, interesting. So, are uh, you're mainly fishing out of a boat, and or or do you do the shore thing too? No, I mostly fish out of a boat, but uh, you can shore fish, especially in the Delta. Here, a lot of guys shore fish, you know, with the big long rods to get out. But um, the Delta is uh, is a lot of. Uh, our, our main uh, big game fish is uh, white sturgeon, which reach, you know, 10 feet or so. We've got quite a bit of those. Uh, striped bass reach pretty, get pretty good size. Uh, some of them are landlocked in the lakes up here, but uh, most of them are sea run striped bass. Well, they'll come uh, 
couple times a year and come up and uh, come up and spawn up into the freshwater lakes up towards the foothills and then lay their eggs and move back down to the ocean. Right now they're doing real good on the beach for those. Um, we've already had our spring run of, of stripers, but they're still to be had in the Delta system. Now, where are you going yeah. catfishing at? Uh, Delta has quite a bit of catfish, but uh, I've been targeting mostly the lakes, the lakes up around here. Um, Clear Lake's my, our main lake that we fish uh, with our group up here from Northern Cal. It's probably one of the largest, it's California's largest natural lake, and it's got one of the best channel cat fisheries in the country. Um, I put it up there with the Red River, but pretty darn close. Wow. Uh, so we try to spend a lot of time up there, but uh, there's channel catfish in every body of water pretty much out here in California. And um, But we do have uh, the blue cats and the chat and the flathead cats down in Southern California. But they didn't put any up here. Um, Fish and Game uh, stocked the, uh, not stocked them, but um, introduced blue catfish to to uh, California back in, I'm pretty sure, it was the late 70s, early 80s, 1980, 81. And the uh, Department of Fish and Game didn't want any put in Northern California uh, because they were worried that they would trickle down, and they would have uh, trickled down into the Delta system. They didn't want to introduce the blue cats into the Delta system in fear that it might change the ecosystem on that. And I don't think it would have. I wish they would have. But they kept them all down south. So. You got to go up over the grapevine, head up toward, head down towards LA. You want to find any blue cats, but uh, they're monstrous down there. But uh, yeah, up here in Northern California and Delta, um, some of our guys they they target the the catfish up in, the, um, in the lakes at night. Um, Clear Lake, where we go, they pretty much bite uh, all day, all night. It's good time too. So a lot of guys are night fishing right now to, to beat this heat. Right. So uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Scott McGowan wants to know, are any of these fish you catch table fare? Every single one of them, primarily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Catfish Clothing wants to know, what are the water temperatures like in California where Steve fishes? Oh, gosh, I was out, uh, it's in the 70s right now. Uh, most of the places, uh, I think we were at Clear Lake, it was uh, 75. Um, I, was oh, out in the Delta. I was out in the Delta the other day, and I had 71-degree water. Um, you can, if it, where some of the rivers run into the Delta, I was up on the Macomb River where it runs in, and I had 66-degree uh, water a week ago. So uh, that's still, because we get all the snow runoff, so that does keep some of the rivers cool, you know, the cool. Sacramento River, American River, but... Primarily once it starts getting down, heading towards the bay. And then once it gets to the bay where you get a bracket, you're going to pull off again because Pacific Ocean's ice cold all the time year round up here. Yeah, I know right here in the Buckeye State right now, the water temperatures are like 85. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Clear Lake might get that uh, pretty soon. It's probably close now. I haven't been up there in a couple of weeks. Cool. Let me see if we got any other questions. No other questions. We're caught up. You got anything for him, Lyle? Well, you know, I, I do have a few things uh, to talk to him about. Uh, Steve, I know that you travel a lot, but you also work on 
catfish conservation efforts in California. Uh, and and that's something that's dear, near and dear to all of us. It's hard to accomplish. It takes a lot of time. Most people don't have the patience uh, it takes to, to, to work on conservation efforts because they don't like dealing with the political end of, of the sport, but that's exactly what it is. And if you can't deal with that, uh, you probably shouldn't be involved with it. But uh, tell me what you guys got going out there and what you're working on to get regulations put into effect and what you're expecting to gain out of it. Yeah, um, you know, exactly what you just said. You know, I, I, I had that same feeling. You know, I didn't want to, you know, how do I go about it, this and that. Well, we're just starting out. You know, we don't have anything in place now, but, you know, we're, we're just starting out and getting that going. And, uh you know, learning from some people, you know, so I'm learning from the guys back east on because we haven't had to deal with this out here. And and uh, so um, really like to get some regulations put in that Clear Lake where we have this trophy channel catfishery where there is no limit on the catch and no limit on the size. Really make it a lot better. Um, I'm really working on it. I'm going to get with the. Uh, um, Blake Morgan and Brian Cummings and some of the guys down in Southern California, and we're going to get together and get on uh, uh, some regulations down there and a couple of the lakes that hold the giant blues where they don't have a lot of water river run through, so they're not spawning. We do have a couple of lakes in Southern California where the blue are spawning, but uh, uh, one of the lakes that holds our state record and another lake that just had a lake record broke about 102 pounds. Last last year, um, they're uh, they're um, they're they're not uh, reproducing. So we really want to get some efforts in there because I know several several quite a few fish that have been taken out of there in the 80, 90, 100 pound range that just aren't going to reproduce. And so we want to put a stop to that because uh, you know pretty soon one day we're not going to be able to do it. You know I've got twelve fish over fifty pounds down there in, in that lake that doesn't reproduce, but you know, just like the state record 113 pound, well, the guy kept it, he didn't know no better. There's no education out here. That's probably gonna be our biggest part. And that's what I've been doing uh, the last couple of years since I've been up here is getting people recognized in California catfishing because, you know, just talking to guys on the ocean boat yesterday, they didn't even know we had catfish. Like there's so many people in California don't even know what, what you know, kind of fishery we have. And if they knew, you know, we could probably help it out, but with uneducation on the on the issue, you know, it's kind of hard. So that's my goal is to get these guys in California and put California catfishing on the map because, you know, after I got out of California, you know, seeing what all you guys got back there, it's a great fishery and we could have that here and the people that can learn about it can have fun with it too. I mean, there, there's literally, I mean, 10% of the people I talk to even know we have, and, and I'm probably pushing that number high, even know we have catfish over 25, 30 pounds down in Southern California. You know, you know so. You guys got, you talk about 100-pound catfish in California. A lot of people didn't even know you had blue catfish in California. Them's giant fish. Yeah. Them's giant fish anywhere in the United States, but to be in California where nobody even knew you had uh, blue catfish, that's amazing to be able to go out there and catch 50, 80, 100-pound fish. Uh, you've got to get the regulations in 
in perspective to take care and manage those things. And, and one of the most important things that I will offer you, Steve, is to go to your State Department and get them made a game fish. Once that's done, the rest of it will fall in place. But these states that don't have that game fish status, they're just banging their head up against the wall. They're never going to, no matter how much they bitch and whine and cry, they're never going to get anything done because they're considered a trash fish. And until they're made a game fish, it's never going to happen. True. Yep, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's one thing that we all need to work for to try to make happen. Definitely. We definitely. have a, a message from your fishing partner, Daniel Mata. Yeah, Daniel Mata. Uh, he's having trouble. Okay, yeah, Daniel Mata. He's having trouble watching the show, but he says you can talk for days about catfishing. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's well, I think true. that kind of falls in with all of us. You, you've been all <laughs> over the map this year. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. You want to tell us about some of your adventures? Oh yeah, well, yep. Yeah. Uh, went to um, we had the, the the Texas Warrior Classic and uh, that John Adams puts on from Warrior Cat Rods, and that was a doozy down there in uh, Livingston, Texas, fishing uh, Lake Livingston down there, Trinity River, and uh, that benefited um, the soldiers. Uh, have issues with PSD, PTSD and and other things. Um, we uh, they put, that was a that was a success and raised a lot of money for their uh, cause for that one. Uh, after that, we stayed down there for about a week. And after that, me and my partner said, "Shoot, we we pulled my boat all the way down there to Texas." We said, well, "We're already out here. We might as well go down fish Louisiana." You know, so we went down there and <laughs> with, the, with the guide and fished a couple of days. Did some red fishing. Got on that. That was a that was a hoot. And then uh, we were we were looking at our GPS. We were out there on the boat, out there fishing towards the mouth of the Gulf. And we were like, "Man, we're only three hours from Florida." So I called home, thinking I can get another three or four days to go down there and fish Florida since we we're down there. But uh, uh, she was whining a little bit, so <laughs> we were on an eighteen day road trip. <laughs> we had to hook on back home. Trip. Uh, yeah, but uh, after that, uh, um, a buddy of mine uh, moving down to Texas needed some help with his boat, so uh, pulling it down there. So, you know, I'm not, if I have a chance to get out of California and go do some catfishing or something, we'll go do it, you know. So I went down with him, stayed down there in Texas again uh, uh, last month and uh, fished with uh, Odell Allen there as a a guide bank fishing legend for gar down there and uh, he took us out a couple of days boy we got into some hundred pound guard it just i've never got walked by a fish you know when you set that fish they make you take about five steps forward that's never happened to me before but it did happen a couple of times when things should be pulled I'll bet. <laughs> um if you can scoot your laptop a little bit closer to you we're losing some of your your audio from it breaking up Maybe that'll help a little bit if it's a little bit closer. We'll make sure everybody hears all the stuff you got to say. Yeah, those alligator gar, I'm pretty sure them would be a blast. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. I can't wait to get back down there and do that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know uh, Luke and Jacob go down there and, and fish a lot in the, in the southern states for those, or Texas for those big alligator gar. They really have a blast for that, but those guys also go out and fish for those great big white sturgeon, and uh, that that is something that, you know, I rarely fish for anything other than bait and catfish, but now I would be interested in white sturgeon. I, I think that'd be a, a ton of fun. 
Yeah, he was telling me about they were down there catching them big old nine, ten footers down there, and I think it was Idaho or somewhere on the Snake River. Somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a blast. Yeah, we have some. Uh, we have some out here in the California Delta that size that are you know the push eight, nine, ten feet. Wow. You see, but, and then again, the rest of the world doesn't doesn't realize you have fish like that. They think they think Oregon or uh the snake river places like that they don't realize california has all this stuff accessible to them oh man there's guys that's all they do you know there's so many sturgeon guides out here you'll have no trouble finding one and and uh, if you ever come out on vacation and getting on one that's oh for man sure. that'd be a blast oh I, you know so, yeah this social media thing is just you know uh, I made some great friends and I've had friends fly out here and come visit me and hey you guys are welcome to anybody you know, I'm retired now and just, you know, fishing and stuff. So uh, anybody wants to come out and hang out and want to go fishing, I'm, I'm glad to have you out. Oh, Buckridge would like to know what you guys use for bait out in California. Mm, glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> there's no throw netting in this whole state of California. It is totally illegal. So What's that? Repeat that again? No throw nets. Really? Yeah. So oh, as far as the thread fin shad, we have to hand net those with the dip net if you can find a big enough school and lights. So most of us try to find out. Uh, we go to the bait stores and get uh, and, uh, some bait stores have got uh, commercial guys that will go out and get them for you and have them all iced down and you can get the fresh shad. But um, we do have, um, we don't have skipjack, but we have American shad that, uh it's it, to me it's the same fish you know i've looked it up it's their cousins but they run and they only uh migrate uh once a year from uh april to um july i think they might still be running a little bit but they get in the 15 to 22 inch range and they're a great bait um other than that we use ocean baits here uh, which most of them you got to get frozen unless you're getting live bait on the ocean you know, at the, some of the bait receivers and then bring them home and freeze them or whatever. But um, we use fresh sar uh, frozen sardines, uh, anchovies, and mackerel. Mackerel is probably our top catfish bait out here. I tell guys out there all the time, like we were down on Monster, hey, you guys ever try any of these other baits? No, no, no. You know, you know when you've been just using skipjack and shad your whole life and that's all you've been doing, sometimes you got to think outside the box. You know, I'm gonna check yeah. my regulations. When I come back, I flew last time, so I couldn't do it. But when I when I when if I drive this time, I'm bringing me some ocean fish back with me back there. Because that mackerel is really oily and bloody, and it's a great bait. You tuck them Southern California guys, and we go after them big blues. I even use uh, bonita tuna and skipjack tuna, and I like to go big one pound one pound baits. We use big chunks of that, but. Um, Bluegill, we can use bluegill. Uh, I like to use them live. Uh, we use those for the flatheads. You can use bluegill, but it has to be used. Some places it's illegal, like Clear Lake where I fish, it's illegal to use bluegill dead or alive. But most of the places like the Delta and some of the other lakes, um, some of the rivers, you can use them where you catch them. But other than that, I'd say 60%, um, 70% of the catfish, we use uh, the ocean run baits, you know, as in sardines, anchovies, and mackerel. Anything oily. Anything oily, that's right. Oh, shrimp's a good bait, too. 
you know, the, the prawns you buy in the store, they're in the shelf still. We use those, and that's a good that's a good drifting bait for me. I like to drift shrimp when I'm drifting uh, dragon baits or uh, suspend drifting. Now, are you talking about big shrimp? You know, big ones? No, yeah, the, you know, 25 count a pound maybe. You know, I mean, you can use big or little. I like to, you know, size, I use, I like to drift, I like to use a 10 knot, nine, eight to 10 knot circle hooks. So, um, a shrimp fits, you know, I'd say two, three inch shrimp fit in there. They're, they're shaped like a hook. So you just put it, you thread it right on there to the hook and then drift away. Catfish loves yeah. it. Thread them on like a worm. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. You may mention that you're drifting. Is, is that what you mainly do out there? Because somebody had asked, you know, do you anchor or do you drift or what do you do? I myself, I, I do a lot of anchoring because especially at Clear Lake where I've got some set structures, I know they're going to hold fish all day. You know, myself, I'll sit on them and, drift, and, and you know, primarily. But, you know, if it's slow and, and I feel like I need to cover some ground, we will drag or or I'll drift. Um, there's I got a few buddies. That's all they do is drift. Uh, Randy Ritter, uh, one of the top catfishmen out here, he um, he he ninety percent drifts. And uh, so drifting is very productive. It's like you know catfishing is just coming around out here really. And you know um, you know I think once once guys get you know start getting onto it, you're going to see more people drifting and dragging. You know. It's really, you know, it's just starting to pick up out here, so we'll get it going. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could, you never even heard of a catfish rod two years ago out here, but, you know, warrior cat rods are selling a bunch of rods out here. You got, um, you know, a couple, few big cat fever rods. I've seen guys having those and and uh, some other ones and stuff. So, you know, Hooker's Terminal Tackle, they're one of my sponsors, and they got hooks all over out here now. You know, um, that's what I'm just trying to spread the word. You know, California didn't know nothing about, you know, the skipper on the boat, the deckhand on the boat yesterday. He couldn't even believe we had catfish tournaments in the country. You know, and I had, you know, trying to explain to them, you know, about all that. You know, catfish tournament, what? You know, they think it's still a pile of worms and chicken liver and a cane pole sitting on the bank. Well, that's far from it. We know that. Wow. Robert would like to know if they're pulling planer boards out in California yet. Yeah, but some of the guys are talking about it. I think Daniel Mata, he was talking. I don't know if he picks them up yet, but I know if he was here this summer not stationed overseas, he'd have been on it already. But uh, I personally haven't got a chance to try them yet out here. Oh, man. We will be using them when we fish back east. Absolutely. You'll you'll do really well with them. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, of good products out there. Uh, Doc and I have been been using some for a while, and they absolutely work really well. Yeah. Damn phone call coming. <laughs> but uh, it, it never it seems to never fail. I usually try to turn it off, but I forgot to tonight, so yeah. it is what it is. I know, I'm looking at mine, but I'll never get the phone call anyway. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Now trying to get to the phone, get it shut off. Hey, do you hear that? But. Um, Wow, did you hear that? What am I listening for? It's time to spin that wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the list loaded up now. There, I will say this. There has been a couple of people 
that have sent me messages since we started the show to add their name to the list. But when the show starts, right before the show starts, we load these names. So if you're not on the list before the show starts, you'll have to be added to the next week's show because once it's loaded, I can't add to it. So uh, bear that in mind as you're sending them in and try to get it in through the week makes it a lot easier uh, for us to, to do that. But, uh, yeah, Steve, would you mind picking us out a number, and we'll uh, pull it up and see who gets a shot at the wheel. Sure will. Let's go with number two. And I hope whoever – I hope somebody wins that uh, entry fee for Monster, Mississippi River Monsters on that one. Well, let's see what we got. One. And two. And the winner – you're not going to believe it. Daniel Mata, number one position. How crazy is that? Well, if if Daniel wins the Mississippi River Monster entry fee, he better get his butt home because that's another one we need to put on the list. (laughs) I'm going to mention something before we spin this, Doc. Okay. This is a blank spot. That's a surprise prize if, if it happens to land on that. And we'll talk about that if it happens. But um, uh, there's been one sponsor that pulled off from some of that stuff, and we're going to leave that spot empty probably till next week. But it is something that uh, I think everybody would definitely like to have if we hit that spot. Uh, but we did get the deal completed for tonight, so I have something in mind for that if it happens to come up. But right. uh, let's give it a spring for Daniel. Yeah, and here you go, Catfish Clothing. And it's Catfish Conference. Somebody wins tickets to Daniel. You win tickets to the Catfish Conference. Uh, Herve will get in touch with you, or you can get in touch with Herve with the Catfish Conference, and he has free tickets to get in there. So, uh, great okay. prize. Great. Yeehaw. Well, I'm going to be there anyway. I'll be working the booth with Warrior Cat Rod. So, Daniel, I hope he shows up. Heck yeah, he could come out there and bring a uh, get in there, and uh, it'll be a blast. I'm telling you now, this catfish conference in two years has become one of the major events in our sport. Um, I I can't think of a, uh, anywhere that has a bigger crowd that is catfish specific. Uh, I think there's more people that turn out there than at any of the big tournaments. And let's face it, some of the tournaments are having 200 plus boat entries, so. Uh, it's a major deal, and uh, having having tickets to that uh, will save you from being in line. Because last year, Doc, the line was really, really long. Yes, it was. So, yes, congratulations, was. Daniel. Uh, you can get hold of uh, of Herve with the Catfish Conference, or he may get in touch with you. But I just message Catfish Conference uh, on Facebook and tell them that you won the free tickets, and they will hook you up. And thanks for watching the show and playing our game. Pretty cool deal. That's the first set of those tickets we give away, Doc. Yes, it is. Pretty pretty neat. Pretty neat. More to come. Absolutely. Yep. He he gave us, I remember, six or eight of those to give away. So uh, when he runs out, we'll do something different. All right. Good deal. I mean, they – uh, Heather Abney says, thanks for the music, Doc. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, everybody's been bugging me, but they want to hear some background music. So I, I got, I got more. I got more. <laughs> we'll have to do this again then. Yeah, Glenn uh, oh, saying okay what dog? It wasn't an original Catfish Weekly rap. Nah, I'm not going to go there yet, Glenn. <laughs> um. Steve, I'm not sure if you watched last week's show or not, but Glenn was on. He was talking about a, a promotional um, yeah, deal that I, he's working on it with, with the catfish. You'll have to get with Daniel when he gets in. You guys will have to make you a rap video once Glenn gets all the specifics done on that. I, I have to tell you, guys, I have had numerous, numerous calls about when this contest is going to start. People are really excited about that. Some guys have already made ones that they sent me to listen to and look at, and the and the content. The rules haven't even been defined yet, so uh, it's going to be a popular popular topic when we get rolling with it. Oh, we're yeah, definitely going to hear that. It'll be a hoot, man. It'll be a hoot. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Glenn comes up with some really neat stuff, so uh, uh, it, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun, and and uh, we'll play it for a while. And and uh, I actually can confirm that there has uh, the ones that talked to me about this and and um, sent me stuff, uh, even though the contest isn't isn't even in the beginning stages yet. Only talked about. They're sitting in already, and it and it's all for not not because we don't have rules or anything for it yet, but uh, it, it really like off. So I have a good feeling about this. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man, that that's a title I really wasn't looking forward to. River Red Out Horse. I just I really wasn't, yeah. but I'll, hey, I'll uh, take what I can get. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. I've been called a lot worse, uh, not today, but overall, I have many, many times. So, so yeah, Steve, Steve when we were we were talking before the show, and you said that you're coming to the uh, Monsters on the Ohio again this year. Oh man, I that. So, uh, Soon as I got on the plane flying home, I was already planning this year's trip. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Yeah, we're uh, me and Daniel Mata. We're leaving first week of September, um, heading out uh, fishing. Uh, first, we're going to fish that Bruce uh, Midkiff Memorial uh, Tournament they got there on the twenty third of September, and then uh, so we'll be there. Uh, for another three weeks before the monsters. So we'll be sitting there doing a bunch of fishing and, you know, scouting out and man, we're probably going to fish 25, 30 days while we're out there. Oh, wow. But I can't wait for that. So yeah, we're doing those two big tournaments in, in a month. So uh, really wanted to fish the Mississippi river monsters, but Daniel, he just can't, uh, his boss won't let him, <laughs> we all know who that is, but won't let him right. off. <laughs> won't, won't let him off to fish that that one so but uh he'll get a month off and we'll go down there and fish those two tournaments and then hopefully next year we can get that uh mississippi river monsters on our uh schedule but yeah yeah we're gonna fish uh, both them tournaments i had a great time last year flew out um i wish i did more planning on my flight but it ended up turning out okay 
last year when I went out last uh, October for that one. That was the first time I've ever, you know, uh, fished a big, uh, big tournament like that one. And uh, flew into St. Louis on a jet out of Stockton where I live and then I had to change planes, but I didn't check. You know, I'm me. I'm too excited to go fishing. I'm not checking what kind of plane I'm getting on in St. Louis. <laughs> Luckily, I flew my uh, I, I shipped my rods ahead of time to um, uh, um, the bait the bait shop there in Owensboro, uh, uh, the bonkers, um, the catfish bonker there. Yeah, Jim's and. Uh, yeah, we should. I shipped my rods out there, so because when I got to St. Louis, I had to get on a little two two engine Cessna, a little eight seater, and I was the only one on the plane. <laughs> I was, wow. but it was fun. I had a great time. It was like I had my own private jet going into fish monsters on Ohio. It was a great time. I, I joked around and told everybody on Facebook that uh, Aaron Wheatley sent me a private plane to St. Louis pick me up. <laughs> but that's crack cool. up, and I got. Like, yeah, well, it was very cool. It was very cool. Well, Steve, when you got to, to Mississippi River uh, Monsters on the Ohio last year and you met all of us that we had visited online, but uh, I don't believe any of us had ever met you before. Do you think you'd ever met a crazier bunch? <laughs> yeah. Man, I had such fun hanging out with you guys and having some adult beverages and stuff and the days before the tournament. Uh, shoot, that was great, man. I, you guys are heck, heck of fun. We had, we, yeah, we had we a really good time. good time. Yes, we did. That's why yeah. I just couldn't wait to get back and get and, and, you guys. You know, we, I was gone the night that everybody got run out of the motel and got asked to go outside. But if I'd have been there, I'd have been right in there with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they told us we were getting a little loud. Would we mind? <laughs> But I, was, I, I hate to miss something like that. I really do. I oh, think I, that I, was Stacy's. I think that was Willie's no, wife that was getting loud. I can't. I can't imagine that being the case. <laughs> so. Dude, I, was, I was having so much fun. I didn't want it to end. I was fighting my sleep. I was so tired. <laughs> I was back, we were out back back patio with Doc and his wife, and I was passing out, falling asleep on them. They were like, "Nudge me." <laughs> <laughs> Denver well, now, was taking up the slack, though. Okay. <laughs> now, there Denver, is a kid. little story there about Denver that maybe you should share with all of us. Uh, oh, man. Talk about a hoot. That kid, I'll fish with him any day. He's fun. Great fisherman. <laughs> great heart. Boy, he's got a – I tell you what, in the future, watch out for that name because uh, he's going to make some noise in the catfish world. He's got the determination and – yeah, I, I, I'm going to hate not fishing with him and fishing against him, but uh, I'll fish with him. I'll go to battle with him any day. But, yeah, I got a little story. I uh, hope you don't get too mad at me. But, um, yeah, we uh, when we went down there, you know, I met him. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we were in a hotel, and we both got there on Tuesday night, and we decided we'll go pre-fishing. So we pre-fished Wednesday, Thursday and did a little scouting on Friday before the tournament. Well, we had everything down. We had launched the boat four times. We had our routine down. I'd, I'd launch him um, in the boat, and I'd go park the truck. You know, we, so the routine stayed the same, you know, throughout the whole week. And we had great pre-fishing. We ended up catching 
pound flathead. I ended up getting the trifecta on the first day pre-fishing. Had a nice 20-pound blue. Uh, um, Denver caught the 44-pound uh, flathead, and then I ended up even caught a nice uh, just under 10-pound channel cat. So catch all three species on my first time fishing the Ohio River. I was excited. So anyway, come, uh, um, you know, Thursday night, uh, we met, had dinner with a lot of the other anglers and uh, had, you know, had some adult beverages in the bar there and did a lot of story swapping and talking and meeting so many, so many cool guys, uh, you know, some of Denver's friends and just other um, Ryan Clark and hung out with a bunch of other guys. And, and um, Friday night, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we had the captain's meeting after that. We got our fresh skipjack there and, um, Denver said, I said, well, I'm going to go up and finish tying some leaders up in, in the room. I'm going to stay in. I'm gonna, and Denver says, well, he's going to go down to the bar, meet a couple friends down there, and, uh, I, you know, and, uh, do another one on Friday night. I said, well, don't be out there too long, man, because I'm probably not going to get no sleep anyway, but, you know, we got to get up early and uh, get out there. So he comes home about 2.30 in the morning. I'm still up, you know, I'm tying leaders and stuff. And he comes in, oh, I had a good time. You know, you can tell he was, he had a good time. And uh, <laughs> lays a, you know, lays down on the bed. I said, well, we're probably gonna take off here in about an hour or so. You know, start getting ready to go down there and get in line for that big, uh, to get the boat launched and stuff, you know, get the live boat inspected. And so he uh, he laid down for a second in his clothes, you know, and I'm, I start taking rods out into the car and loading them up. We're upstairs at the hotel we were at. I was, we were on the second floor. So I start running rods downstairs. I come back up. I didn't take my key with me, little key card. So I'm knocking on the door, knocking. I can't get him to answer the door and wake up for nothing. I'm knocking. I go downstairs. I had to go down to the lobby and get another uh, key made, open the door, and he's passed out. I'm like, Denver, get up, Denver. Let's go. He's passed out. I'm going, well, let him sleep. He ain't slept. Let him have a little nap. I'm going to need him. I'm going to need that young buck tomorrow. So I go down and make another run down to the car. Well, guess what? I didn't take my key again. I'm banging on the door. I'm banging on the door. And he's not asking. Now I'm getting kind of ridiculous. I'm mad at myself and I'm mad at him. I'm mad at myself. I left the key in the, door, in the room again. Well, I had to go downstairs. The lady's like, what's going on? I go, I need another key. I left my key in the room. So I go back up there, open the door, and I'm now I'm like, Denver, you got to get up. Come on, man. So he goes, he gets, he hops up. I don't even know if he heard me or if he was even hopping up in his sleep, but he hops up and he acts like he's changing clothes and stuff. I make another run down to the truck. You know, I get back up to the room. I got my key this time. I open the door. He's changed clothes, but passed out onto the bed again, and I can't wake him for nothing. I mean, I'm... I'm half, I'm, I'm half worried, you know, hey, are we going to even make it? Am I going to have a partner for this tournament? Because this kid will not wake up. So I'm shaking him and shaking him. Now I'm yelling at him, Dever, let's go. We're late. We're late for the tournament. They're already, they're all, everybody already left the hotel. Well, I'm looking at my phone. I'm thinking it's 430. And I knew we had to be down there and get going by then. We're still in the room. He's passed out. But my clock, my phone it didn't change for some reason, and it was an hour difference. So it was really 3.30, and I'm thinking it's 4.30. But nonetheless, you know, I'm hauling at him to get him up. Finally, he's up, you know, and I'm like, dude, man, I flew along. I can we, you know, we not just me, he did too. You know, he come all the way down. I said, hey, man, we spent a lot of money and came here, you know, to, you know, miss this and, you know, sleeping in and all this. You know, it's, it's, it's game day. 
So we get out and he's up and he's ready to go now. He's wide awake, you know, he's ready. We're down to get our uh, boat and our live boat inspected. We get down, well, we're gonna do the same routine as we always did. We get down to the boat launch. Now that the boat launch, it ain't like it is all the other days. You know, it's different. They got two or three traffic controllers down there bringing traffic, you know, they only got so many lanes to get, you know, hundred and something boats in there. So, you know, they got guys doing traffic. We're backing down, guys are going up. So we did the exact same routine. Okay, we got it, you got it. He's in the boat, I'm in the truck. I back him down. I I run him off the trailer, you know, I put on the brakes, his boat scoots out. I take off. I didn't even I should have probably looked back at him. But I took off because I got people directing me. I don't want to run in nobody and be late. So I had to go uh, where they were had to go all the way back to the back parking, which is where I had to park, which probably seemed like a quarter mile, half mile away. Parked the truck. And so I had my head, headlight on with the uh, red light and told Denver, hey, meet me at the bulkhead because the dock's going to be too crowded. So meet me up at that concrete bulkhead and I'll jump on the boat. I'll have my red light on my on my head. So, you know, you can recognize me as all the people because everybody else is doing that well. I get down to the bulkhead and I see no, no, nowhere, nothing to Denver. And everybody's out there sitting in the boats, waiting for the national anthem and do the blast off. And I'm looking, no Denver. I'm looking, I'm walking down the bulkhead, no Denver. I said, well, let me work my way back to the boat launch. So I get down to the boat launch and there's Denver waist deep in water, holding the boat, keeping it up off the rocks. And I'm going, what is going on? And nobody's helping them because they don't want to get wet and they're, you know, launching their boats and stuff. And I go, what happened? He goes, I left the keys in the truck. And I go, oh no. So I had to run all the way back to the truck. You know, all the way back to all the way back. This time I go to the boat launch, I throw in the keys. And then uh, he, he got it started. Now mind you, he has just been sitting in this water probably 45 minutes. You know, waist deep water and it's cold and, and windy and wind chopped. And, and so he goes to pick me up on the dock and I'm getting in the boat and I slip and I fall and I hit the trolling motor and I hurt my leg and I'm just saying this and that, you know, and he knows now I'm kind of hot, you know. And so we get out uh, we get out there and we're sitting out, you know, I'm we're sitting out there and I'm thinking, man, is he gonna make it? You know, we're sitting out there waiting for uh the the, the national anthem to get ready for the tournament. And you know, he's saying, uh, man, he's starting to shiver. And he's saying, man, Steve, I don't know if I can make it. You know, I'm like, well, hang on there, kid. When that sun comes up, you'll be all right. <laughs> but uh, he was, he was starting, oh, now I was starting to worry about him getting hypothermia because it was still dark out and he was pretty darn cold. So I said, hey, uh, you know, when that sun comes up, you'll be okay. And he's like, no, I don't know. I, I might have to go back and change. And I don't want to get out there and have to cancel out on the tournament after to get started and you bring me back in because I can't make it. And I go, I go, okay, I'll run him over to the bulkhead. He went and got the truck and drove all the way back to the hotel and changed. Now, mind you, I missed a blast off and everything. And when they had the blast off, I'm sitting out there by the bulkhead waiting for him to come back. And, and it was just me and his pontoon boat that wouldn't start. And that was, <laughs> I'm just sitting there, you know, kind of embarrassed and stuff, you know, my first time going to big tournament, I missed the blast off. Well, here he come about a half hour later and he come back, you know, he's all looking nice and toasty and warm again and stuff. And he gets to the boat. Well, he knows he's probably going to hear earful, but I told myself, I, you know, he's probably his worst critic right now. I, he's already, you know, I don't need to tell him anything he don't know, but in my mind, I was saying, that's a good lesson for him to learn. He uh, climbs in the boat and he goes, hey, before you say anything, 
I, I just want you to know we need to get along and uh, and go out here and put a big fish in the boat. I said, you're right, buddy. And uh, so we went out, we were late, and I just knew we were our honey hole we had been babysitting was uh, probably going to be somebody in it. But when we got over there, no, they weren't. And it wasn't 10 minutes we put a 28-pounder in the boat. But I was so edgy. <laughs> and all, was, all was forgotten at that point. <laughs> all was forgotten. We were hugging and stuff. But well, when I, when I, I, you know, we were sitting there, you know, and I'm, all I could think about is all the time we've missed, you know, and starting this tournament and stuff, you know. Because, you know, you only get eight hours to get your fishing in, you know. You don't want to spend the first half hour of your – that's going to be the best time, you know. And and so I'm – you know, we're, right. we're, you know we're, <laughs> we're sitting there and um, – <laughs> that was just funny as heck, boy. Well, Denver is a really good young man, and he has a bright future in the sport, and, and I know you guys had a good time. It was a rough start, but it sure makes for a fun story to tell now. <laughs> well, I tell it all the time, man. I tell it all the time. But, yeah, that, that, that definitely was an adventure. And well, it was tough fishing for everybody that week. When that cold front, that cold front came in and just shut the bike down, oh, you yeah. know. But, uh, you know, it was oh, so cool. My, my first big tournament, you know, there were 192 boats. We took 35th, you know, out of 192 boats. And I, that flathead ended up being the seventh biggest fish in the tournament and the second biggest flathead. So we were happy. Oh, heck, yeah. That's, that's a great, great turnout. And uh, you guys done really well. Uh, that was the first time either one of you had ever been there, if I remember correctly. Yep, that's the first time for sure. Uh me and my brother Bobby did King Cat in 2016 at Tawakani in Texas. That was my first out-of-state tournament I ever finished. And as soon as he gets, he just started his new job. And as soon as he gets going, I'm sure he'll be getting out there on the circuit next in 2018. He uh, He's probably the only one out here in California that's got a true catfish boat. He bought a he bought an XL24 um, from Jeff Jones Marine last year, the same exact replica that Steve uh, Douglas was using, all the way to the T with that, um, with that uh, uh, trolling motor and stuff. You know that. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the one that launched there. You know, launched by yourself and stuff. He's got all that. Yeah, the main code. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's got the big live well and stuff. So we fished that. So. Can't wait to see him out there again. There's a couple guys, you know, like I said, me and Daniel's the first guys, the only guys from California that are, you know, coming out there to do any fishing. And I want to get more. There's a bunch of guys that want to do it. It's just the money so hard for these guys to get out there. And I tell you what, if it wasn't for my sponsors, you know, you know, if you're a California fisherman trying to get out there and fish, it's kind of tough without sponsors unless you got a bunch of money. Because, boy, I mean, it's. You know, it's twenty five hundred dollars. You know, a team just to try to get out there and do a tournament. Trip. It's far. It, it is. Sure. It's, it's a long trip, but we're always glad that you guys can make it. And uh, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing you when you get down there to Monsters this year. It'd be a lot of fun. Yep, yep. There's a few guys that are really trying to push. I know uh, you probably heard of, uh, you, you know, talk to him on Facebook. He, I mean, on uh, Catfish Weekly, he likes to chime in. That's Ken Sassini. And uh, he um, he's a very knowledgeable catfishman, really wants to fish the circuit. He's uh, just getting ready to get him a new boat. And I think once he gets that new boat, he's going to be 
doing some fishing back there and getting out there and then Bobby would be doing it and me and Daniel. And so pretty, I, I think by 2018, we're going to see three to four boats from California starting to shoot out there, you know, and, and we're going to be putting on a nice tournament here in California next uh, August. So um, we just had one council here. So I'm going to fill in that spot. I've been wanting to put a nice tournament out here for a long time. We've, uh, we've had some tournaments down in Southern Cal, that were uh, some bank boat mix tournaments. Uh, we haven't uh, really had a true um, two-man to three-man team uh, five fish limit catfish tournament and you know over ten boats and ever. So I'm really going to shoot for that. Uh, you know, getting I've already got a few sponsors on board for that. And once we do that, I think we can get some you know some more guys interested in fishing back east. And we're going to run it. You know, all the tournaments I've been doing back there with you guys. I mean, we're going to run it the same way. You know, we might go to a three fish limit, but uh, we might do the five fish limit. You know, we're talking, we might even do a two dayer, but we'll be doing a $200 entry fee. And so it would be a nice 100% payout. It'd be nice and and uh, really get everybody on board out here and and, and uh, spark some interest. Because um, it sure is lonely being the only one from California getting back there. So, all you California guys, get on board and let's get out there, you know. And, and, and most of the guys in the know know me. So, you know, once we get that California tournament going on, there's uh, there's going to be quite a few that's uh, going to be signing up for that one. That'll be great. We're looking forward to seeing that happen, Steve. Uh, you know, it's really it's exciting to see things coming to your state, and uh, we're we're really excited about getting you guys involved with it, so we can see more of you all show up out here. And then when you get the bigger tournaments, you never know how many from out this direction will drive out there to visit with you guys. Well, I'd be, I'd be really happy if I seen a couple of, you know, the boats from out there come out here, you know, try to make it a vacation package with your whole family, you know, don't just come out to do the tournament, you know, you know, the wife's going to say, you ain't going to California and do no catfish tournament. Well, then, you know, you tell her, hey, we're going to go to Hollywood and Disneyland and all that, too. So, <laughs> well, you know, make a vacation out of it and get your little catfishing in. But if anybody can reach me on uh, on Facebook or my Catfish Posse Sport Fishing page on Facebook and you ever want to come out or need any directions towards some guides or uh, any info on how to fish, guys do it all the time. They get a hold of me all the time wanting to know where to fish in California. And I got a lot of contacts to steer them in the right direction and make sure they get on some fish. That's for sure. Good deal. Absolutely. Well, listen, Steve, uh, we appreciate you joining us on the show tonight. If you've got any sponsors or anybody you'd like to thank or include in, in closing statements, go ahead and do so at this time. Thanks, Lyle. Thanks, Doc. Man, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, like I said, there's no way I could get out there and do these tournaments without my sponsors, you know, and, and uh, I really, I really want to thank Warrior Cat Raj. They have done so much for me and so much, you know, so much help they've given me to make sure that we can get out there and do these tournaments and, and stuff. And uh, Hooker's Terminal Tackle, you know, to make sure I got them, I'm representing them. Boy, they, 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 they make a nice hook, and uh, they, they sure have been sticking some pigs for us. And um, Team Middle Bucket out of Montana, check those guys out. Uh, web page out that's uh eddie white and, and his wife Ann. they got a nice little business going out there and he's uh, one of our uh pro staff somewhere cat rods too he's been doing a lot of traveling out of montana with us and i'll be getting up there to do a tournament with them and ens bully reels want to thank you guys catnip bait bluefish cove and um let's see uh that'll probably be pretty much it right there all right awesome awesome well, before well, you go, Steve, 
How about picking another number and we're going to spin that wheel. Let's go with number three. Number three it is. One, two, three. And the winner is Scott McGowan. Scott McGowan. Good so, deal. Scott, let's see what kind of prize up with for you. Hooker's Terminal Tackle, Mad Catter Hooks. I have those hooks here with Steve. Um, actually, I talked to them the other day, and if you will contact them on Facebook and send them a message, they will ship you uh, a, a package of Mad Catter Hooks. Uh, just contact them on Facebook, and they will hook you up. Scott McGowan, thank you for playing along on the – uh, Rig Wrap Prize Wheel, and thanks for watching the show. I know you're in here most every week, and we appreciate it so much. Uh, and Steve, again, thank you for being a part of the show. Uh, when we get to Monsters, uh, you're going to have to come down and sit down with us. Doc and I are going to do a show down there, and we'd love to have you sit in with us again. I sure will, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show. And and I do, I, I, if I can, I want to give one more shout-out real quick to uh, – Catfish Clothing, one of my sponsors there, they put out a really nice uh, line of apparel that um, their performance wear is just top notch. But Catfish Clothing, they're awesome. Uh, yeah, you, well, you know about them. They're clothing with the cause and what they represent and support, um, that, you know, what they're supporting out there with the, the military and stuff like that. So that, and I'd like to uh, thank uh, JKV Catfishing, John Va Josh Vanover, who's going to be putting me and uh, uh, Daniel up for a month while we're out there in Ohio. So I'd really like to thank him and his family again That's for awesome. uh, helping us out that way. Mm -hmm. That's outstanding. And, uh, and I hope I see everybody out there and uh, see you guys on the water and hit me up if you guys uh, want to come out to California. Well, you have a safe trip on the way out here, and we'll see you down there, buddy. All right. Thanks again, All right. Steve. Thank All right. Thank you, guys. All right, man. All right, man. And what, what a great guy, a great person for the sport, Doc. We're so lucky to have guys like Steve involved with catfishing. And uh, he's he's working on the conservation efforts out in California. And he's he's coming a long way to fish these tournaments. I mean, yeah, uh, that that's quite a trip. It, it, it's really outstanding of him. And I know him and Denver had a really good time last year. And we had a blast visiting with him. Yeah, we did. We had a really good time. Um what have you got for announcements for this evening? Uh, results. SWOCC tournament out of Brush Creek on the Ohio River. First place, Vic Shepard and Matt Backdolt. 105.6 pounds. They also had the big fish of 41.7 pounds. Uh, second, Richard Roy and Tom Cochner. 36.3. Man, that is a span and a half. Ooh. Uh, third place, Dave Hart. Teresa Sheltman, big Catfish Weekly listeners. They're always, every Monday night, they're on here listening. They came in third at 34.6 pounds. And fourth was Willie Smith and Nick Anderson, 29.1. Cat Chasers. 
their final, their tournament for their classic uh, was on Logan Lake. First place, Jesse sure Sherry and Chase Runyon, 57.9 pounds. Craig Shuri and James Wesney were in second with 45.8 pounds. Third was Dana and Tina Jackson, 45.6 pounds. And fourth was Joe and Ted Aukerman, 44.6 pounds. And fifth place, Dan Daniel Shuri and Derek at 41.2 pounds. Big fish was Chase Runyon, 16.2 pounds. The second big fish was Sean Buzzard, 10.13. And that's all I've got for uh, results on tournament. All right. we have. I have the results for the PBSS Flathead Tournament uh, that was held over the weekend out in Nebraska. Uh, Cody Kohler and, Kaler and uh, Jordan Stoner was first placed with 117 point... Uh, one pounds and the big fish winner of 71 pounds. Uh, Caleb Kaler and John Hooverson, uh, 89.6 was second. Third place was Bill Phillips and Derek Walters, 86.9. Fourth place was Roger Westein Sr. and Roger Westein Jr. with 76 pounds. And fifth place, uh, Lauren Kaiser, but it doesn't say who she was fishing with. I believe it was her husband. He was already qualified. So all those will be qualified for the Catfish Weekly National Championship. And uh, they have a um, August 19th Flathead Only Day Tournament coming up. So uh, that will be a lot of fun down there. Uh, hopefully that everybody can uh, can make that. Now, uh, there's another thing that I want to, before we get into too much other stuff, uh, get out of there. Get uh, The um, Missouri Department of Conservation is, uh, has been contacted by our new governor, Eric Crichton's, about executive orders and things. Uh, trying to do a bunch of, of changes and reviews of rules for uh, for the conservation department. And if you guys get a chance, I was aware of it, but I actually had to, to uh, go on there and, and uh, make recommendations. You can go on to the Missouri Department of Conservation page and you can make recommendations on what they need to look over and, and address. Of course, the main thing that I wanted them to do was to make uh, address the catfish rules, and and you can make any kind of recommendation you want, and, and uh, that will that will work. So be sure that you you go do that, especially if you are a uh, a uh, Missouri resident. If you'll hold on just a second, my headphones come in. beeping in my ear and I can't take it doc but uh, <laughs> if, if you guys get a chance jump on to the Missouri Department of Conservation uh, website and, and take the little survey thing and then and uh, this is one of the good things that our governor new governor is is pulling off and I think it's wonderful that they're trying to get this done another thing that I mentioned to them uh, and I tried to word this as nicely as I could the commissioners that makes all the decisions uh, to us uh, for the conservation department in the state of Missouri, 
are not accessible by by contact, so to speak, from from the uh, public, and they should be made accessible. If they don't want to be ex made accessible, or if the conservation department does not deem that they should be accessible, then they need to rethink that because we should be able to send emails or get a hold of these people in some fashion, some way, anytime we want to, and they should respond in a timely fashion. Um, these regulations that Missouri is trying to put in or that they are looking at for blue catfish and flathead regulations on the Mississippi River. We're going on three or four years now, and I know I know they want to make the right decisions, and I appreciate that more than anybody will ever know. But there's no reason for these things to take this long. We need those regulations. They need those regulations. They're not making any money off a commercial fishing license, so screw that. Get it done. Get, do what you're paid to do and make it happen. That, that's what the people want, and that's what we need. Uh, so before I get too carried away, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Casey had a guide service. Yes, he uh, did. Show me catfishing uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. He put a 103.8-pound blue in the boat with a client of his this morning. Outstanding. It's a giant fish. Yeah, it looked like he had a little bit of trouble digging it out of that live well. <laughs> and it's not like Ryan doesn't lift big fish all the time. I yeah, mean, that, that's a giant fish. And congratulations to him and, and his, his guide people that, that had it on there. There's another thing I'd like to visit about, Doc. Uh, last night, and I know you didn't get to see this show, but I watched Dieter Melhorn uh, live with his son Grayson in a boat. It was absolutely a hoot. Went on a little over an hour. I enjoyed it so much, uh, you know, with – doing stuff here in the shop and watching these shows, him and Luke and guys like that live. Um, I didn't want to miss anything. So after I walked the dog and took my shower, I come back in, I watched the entire show again over after he was done with it. And I really enjoyed his show last night. It was very entertaining. Uh, Grayson was extremely funny in there. And, and uh, I, I, those kind of things make catfishing what it is. But now uh, Dieter had talked about, uh, rig wraps that are big enough to put rigs in with his uh, floats and rattles and different things. And Dieter, I wanted to show you tonight, this is one of them uh, that will work for that if the floats are not too big around. Um, the number here, it is a uh, 16524. They are a, a little bit thin, but these here babies are would be perfect for what you're doing. Uh, this is the 16548. It would be, and there's a ton of room. You can put any size float or anything in those that you want. Uh, you can look down into, there's a lot of room, uh, and, and you need to, to visit with Rig Wrap and get some of those. And if they're not big enough and you want a great big one, then this one is the 2548 or 548. Uh, this baby will hold, you can probably get two rigs like that in it. Really, really good products. And if you're using a small float, small ones, this this one here holds, has three compartments in it. So I can get the number on it, Doc. Numbers was easy to find it. Hmm. hmm. Well, I'm missing it. I know there's a number on it. But there's three compartments in here. Uh just like this, and you can open up, you can put your floats, your hooks, and all your stuff in there. Uh, great place to do that. Depends on, on what you're looking for as, as far as uh, as size and different things. So, Dieter, uh, get with Glenn, 
and get your stuff ordered up. Uh, he'll hook you up with all the things you need, and uh, that's the kind of stuff that you need to do. And uh, 25, 548, and uh, the locker lure. That's what the other is. Thank you, Glenn, uh, to make that happen because that is a, just a pretty cool deal. Uh, don't forget these. These are the baddest things there's ever been. Amazing product. Amazing product. And there's one more thing that I want to talk about tonight. Our buddy at Crusher Marine, Robert, such a good guy with his survivor unit. He has got hooked up with these guys. I don't know if we talked about these before, Doc. Drift sticks. You hook them onto your sinker slide or onto the line. They're small, small diameter. They don't cut up a bunch of room. And Robert is now a dealer for these. You guys can go to to Pressure Marine and get all of them. And I have been told that they are coming out. These weigh just under three and just under two ounces. So when the bigger ones come out, we'll be getting some of those to work with. Amazing, amazing products. I, I, they're very well made. I have made my own, and I cannot make them as well made as these are. So check them out. And get a hold of Robert Crusher Marine. He'll hook you up with all the stuff you need. What else have we got going tonight, Doc? Uh, that's about it, I think. How about a tip of the week? All right, tip of the week. Well, tonight's tip, uh, normally I give fishing tips, but tonight we're going to go just a little bit different. And what we're going to talk about is these little battery packs that keep your phones charged up. That way you don't miss a picture of a fish or if you want a videotape. So when your phone gets down, you got these little packs that you can plug into the phone and within I don't know, 10, 20 minutes, depending on how low the phone is, uh, it'll charge that phone up. And this one, that particular one I've got is a, called a PNY. These sell for about 10 bucks. Uh, the, the bigger ones are a little bit more expensive and they, they'll hold more of a charge. You can run a GoPro and that kind of stuff on them. But uh, that's Doc's tip tonight, the battery packs for your telephone. Now, Cindy has, has used those and keeps them in a boat. That's a great tip. And they're not long about doing it either. No. Uh, no. Uh, they really don't. Now, I got a message from our buddy Cliff Miller. Uh, we didn't get results last week in time to put them on the show. Uh, but uh, anyway, I haven't got them from, from Alex this week yet. But uh, the last qualifying event in the top five was Josh Swan, Caleb Shepard, and Cliff Miller got first place. Second place was Calvin and Annie Meyer. Third place was Vince Weingart and Daniel Meyer. And fifth place was Ron King and Greg Simler. Uh, and this was a tournament that was held in uh, Warsaw, Illinois a few weeks ago. So uh, we've got that one done, and I will announce the other just as soon as we hear from him uh, on that uh, for this weekend's tournament. I know they was up uh -huh. at the Quad Cities, and uh, – I understand that there were some flatheads caught, but I just don't have that information, so I'll be happy to get that out uh, once he gets it to me, and we'll go from there. Uh, Look at the chat. I'm sorry? Look at the chat. Yeah, we're going to spin that. Well, you guys just hang on just a minute. We're going to do that. <laughs> we're going to do that. We went over I'm trying to make sure I got everything down. We talked about Ryan. We talked about Dieter. Oh, I... We, we have talked about this a little bit. 
doc these kill zones that robert's got on his website where you, yeah. you slide your line through and you pitch them down yeah, those are nice. I, I know that you've tested those. I have tried them, and I, they are extremely easy to operate. Yes, they are. Extremely easy to operate, and they don't seem to hurt them. No, because I put it under a microscope at the shop. I, You know, the way it kind of pinches it, I was afraid uh -huh. it weakens it. But when we put it under the electron microscope, it, it, it doesn't damage that line at all. Not at all. No, it is. And I'm very, using 40-pound tests. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really a neat product. So, uh, very happy about that, and and I wanted to mention that. And what we're going to try to do is some showcase items, and, and maybe not so many, but maybe one, maybe two a week, and talk about uh, products and new stuff coming out. I'm still just wound up about these new uh, rig wrap sinker slides. I can't wait for those to get in. And if you guys haven't got your pre-orders made. I highly recommend you get that done because there's going to be a time when uh, the pre-orders are going to be full, so you want to make sure you get them orders in because they are an amazing product. It's just yes, really cool. Doc, let's spin the wheel. Five. It is. And here we go. And the winner, Lisa Hill wins again. Oh, wow. It's been over a month since Lisa won, so she's eligible. Lisa Hill, you are one lucky lady. Let's see what Lisa wins, Doc. sticks Lisa I know I've got it somewhere but I have the whisker sticks here if you will send me your address again I'll get you a package of a couple of those out uh, tomorrow and uh, Tim is such a gracious host that he helps us with those they are a wonderful product you're going to love them there's so many uses for them things uh, it's just an outstanding deal and uh, he's all the time making improvements on those so it's it's really really a cool deal doc next week next monday night uh, yeah and jacob halls on the minnesota river in their boat on catfish weekly oh wow that's gonna be a hit it, it's gonna be a hoot jacob it, jacob is a great guy uh Luke is so outgoing, and Jacob and him, they are the best of friends. They do some wonderful videos. They do – Luke and him done a, a live event the other night out of the boat. Uh, they caught one fish or two. They didn't st set the world on fire on fishing, but they are so funny and, and a great bunch of guys with a lot of information. We're going to have a blast next week, and, and somehow in my mind, I'm picturing Luke and you spinning that wheel. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can see it happening. I really can. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, be sure and tune in next week and and visit with Luke Hinges and Jacob Halls. It's going to be a great show. Them guys have been all over this year fishing, 
they've caught some giant fish for everything from 100 and 100 plus blue cats on the Missouri River. Uh, they caught uh, big alligator gar. They've caught big uh, white sturgeon out in Idaho. Uh, so, yeah, you guys need to make sure you're tuned in here. And we'll have Doc's tip of the week, and we're going to spin that wheel, Doc. Yes, we are. And thanks, everybody, yes, for tuning in to Catfish Weekly. Yep. We appreciate it. We do, and, and uh, we, we thank you so much. Uh, and we'll be here next Monday night at 7, so be sure and tune in for Jacob and, and uh, Luke. It'll be a great show. <coughs> Until then, we'll see you next week.